One more item. Here's something a lot of us have in common. Broken appliances. Broken air conditioner. Broken down heating system. Broken down washer dryer. Broken down refrigerator. And if you're a homeowner, you know just how expensive it is to get one of those things fixed, let alone what happens if more than one appliance breaks down at the same time. Well, if you're a homeowner, you can get all of your appliances on a warranty plan that guarantees protection for all of your home appliances in case they break down. And best of all, it will only cost you about a dollar a day. Call the Home Service Club at 800-264-3168, 800-264-3168. The call is free, and if you're one of the first 25 callers, your first month membership in the Home Service Club will also be free. Home Service Club, warranty plan, Guarantees protection for all of your appliances for less than a dollar a day. 800-264-3168. 800-264-3168. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is Linda Day George, and you're listening to TV Confidential. And Roberts with a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will premiere next week on this station at the usual time. Our guests will include singer-actress Linda we hope you join us for that. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are back with us as we continue our look at this week in TV history. This particular segment originally aired in August 2012. Tony? And uh, unfortunately, I had to continue with this theme because we lost Elvis. Well, because 1977 was a sad year. 1977 was a sad year on, the, on August 16th, and then two days later, August 18th, we lost Groucho Marx. Groucho, one of Minnie's boys. Uh, he was Julius Marx. Yes. He was Julius Marx. Um, and uh, he was born in 1890. And uh, the, the mother, Minnie, got the boys into show business. Uh, it was actually, you know, Groucho, uh, Harpo, Chico, and, and Gummo were in vaudeville. Gummo left the act mm-hmm. before they, they took off. Zeppo came in because at that time they wanted to have four. Mm-hmm. Zeppo was early on in the movies and then eventually left. And then he joined, I think Zeppo and Gummo became uh, talent agents. Yeah, they were both very, very successful uh, as talent agents. Uh, Chico was a brilliant mathematician Mm -hmm. in his own right and was very instrumental, I believe, in uh, negotiations with the Screen Actors Guild and such, but was also a horrible gambler. Yes. Apparently he, 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 he could work a ledger but not count cards at the casino <laughs> or not pick the right horse and and um, Harpo There's, and Groucho yeah. were constantly bailing him out financially uh, in fact I believe David Mish mentions in Funny the Book everything you wanted to know about comedy that uh, some of the last movies they made uh, as, as as a team were made financially to help Chico, yeah. Chico out of trouble Yeah, and then uh, Groucho later went on to do uh, You Bet Your Life on Radio and then on and television. Then on television, right. And I I listen to some of the radio shows on long road trips, and they are hysterical. And some of his jokes are dirty. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, he could be filthy with a pause and <laughs> just a beat of silence. 
and and allowing the audience's mind just to go wherever they're going to go. And uh, he, I know he got in trouble a couple of times um, uh, crossing the line with broadcast standards. Never said a foul world mm-hmm. word, but certainly with uh, the use of... Uh, uh, innuendo and double entendre, he, he could get in trouble. The legendary one was uh, having the family, I believe it was an Italian family that had like 12 kids. He said, why do you have 12 kids? Because I love my wife. And he said, well, I love my cigar, but once in a while I take it out. <laughs> that was, that, yeah. I believe that got him into some, some yes. hot water. Yes. But yeah, and, and he continued on. I mean, he was the, really the last one. Uh, I believe Zeppo and Gummo died earlier in 1977 as well. I so they, you're correct. They, uh, they all kind of left uh, around I, the same time. I don't know whether this is from the radio show or the TV show, but a couple quick uh, one-liners. A tree surgeon is one of the contestants on You Bet Your Life, and Groucho asked the tree surgeon, Tell me, doctor, have you ever fallen out of a patient? <laughs> oh! <laughs> And uh, also, Groucho asked a female contestant her age. The lady replied, let's just say I'm approaching 40. Groucho, really? From what direction? (laughs) The cool thing about You Bet Your Life was also, it was very much a variety show as well, because you might have certain contestants that have a talent, and they display their talent. Some of them could be ringers. You, you did have celebrities on the show. It was a game show in the loosest sense yeah. of the word. I think Sammy Kahn was on. Yeah. And so before we play the game, you know, why don't you sing a song? And yeah. you sing, like, all the way with Groucho, which was <laughs> hysterical. Or I remember they had this one little girl that was, like, this prodigy that played piano. And they had a different contestant that would come later on who would uh, be playing, you know, the prize was going to be a piano, like yeah. this giant grand piano. And they brought the girl, the little girl who was like, you know, five years old. Said, you know, what, can you show us how to play the piano? And she played like this. You know, I mean, it was all predetermined. But you, you had bits like that. I mean, I know a couple of the brothers appeared on as contestants. Mm-hmm. Other celebrities would do walk on. Jack Benny did one where he was as a character. Mm-hmm. As a contestant, he had a wig and a mustache. So you, you did have uh, that sort of stuff. And uh, you I'm, never knew what you were going to see. Yeah, never, yeah. and this was before Charles Van Dorn, so yeah. I'm sure whatever looseness was with the game show, it, it was all done in fun. and I, it, was, it, it was not a serious business. I, I don't know whether this, is, this story is apocryphal or not, but I think I... I read somewhere where there are times when uh, there, uh, there there are a couple of times when the contestants were not faring very well, and so in order to make sure that one or both of them came away with a little bit of money, Groucho would pull out, okay, who was buried in Grant's tomb? Uh-huh. Mm. Which they could do that. Yeah. Well, again, I guess this was you know pre-Charles Van Doren, so you yeah. can... You can get away with that. Yeah. It was it was more about having fun. Right, exactly. Exactly. But but again, it was the game show in the loosest sense of the word. The contestant was as much a foil for Groucho as anything else. Yeah. And so was George Fennerman. Yes. George Fennerman, uh, at, towards the end of uh, uh, his life, uh, Groucho told George Fennerman that he was the male Margaret Dumont. <laughs> but I think the difference is George Fennerman got the jokes. Yes. Yes. Margaret Dumont showed up, read her lines, mm-hmm. never got the jokes. <laughs> and and uh, she, uh, her last appearance with Groucho was on the show Hollywood Palace. I think it was 1968, mm-hmm. and she died the next day. Oh, oh, wow. 
and they did you know kind of the the Captain Spaulding routine nah. where he and he's got the pith helmet, and it's just those the the, the silly gags you know is you know uh, Captain Spaulding, do you ever hunt bear? Of course not. I wear a bikini. You know. <laughs> <laughs> or you know. You know, have you come across have you come across any boars? And he said, "Well, no, not since I met you." Yes, you know, it, yes. It was just all, all these little bits. Yeah, but he's—I mean—you really have to look at how much he's influenced comedy, uh, radio comedy, uh, the, a, the st- a, style, one-liners, zingers. And apparently, in their prime, uh, David Mish has the story in Funny the Book where. The four Marx brothers are meeting with Irving P. Thalberg. <laughs> um, and apparently Thalberg was late for the meeting. And by the time Thalberg were, uh, 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 arrived, all four brothers were naked. Uh, <laughs> and they were roasting marshmallows and a few other things in front of... Um, you, uh, in, um, they, they, they basically you know, ran loose in Thalberg's office. Lesson learned, never keep them waiting again. So. Yeah. They were. They had to be handcuffed on the set. They yeah. Didn't there was a story about Groucho and Chico uh, when they were on tour with Vaudeville, uh, and you have to keep in mind, you know, these these guys are Jewish, and they were in towns where oftentimes the hotels didn't admit Jews, mm-hmm. and so they would have to stay in people's homes and, and such, and so uh, they were in this one town, and this lovely Jewish couple saw them on stage, and they said, you know, boys, we know you're Jewish. Uh, we thought while you're in town Friday night, perhaps you'd like to come over to our house for Seder. And and Groucho and Chico were kind of roaming the streets, you know, looking for trouble to get into, and they stumble upon the house that they're going to on Friday. And the two daughters are there, two very young and attractive daughters. And uh, uh, Chico was known as somebody who could charm the pants off of a girl, mm-hmm. and did. Yeah. Yes. And the parents come home to find the two brothers in bed with the two daughters, completely naked. Story goes uh, that they very carefully grabbed their clothes and exited through the window. (laughs) So the last thing they see are two bare behinds going out the window, and then... Uh, Chico comes back, stick his head through the window. He said, I hope this doesn't uh, negatively impact Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) I may be misquoting there, but just that's... He got the reaction. Yeah, that was how they they rolled. Yeah. Yeah, so that is... uh, Hopefully, uh, these guys will be remembered. I mean, obviously, we're still talking about this, you know, all this time after, after their death, 35 years after their death, right? Uh, but just their contribution not only to comedy but also to movies, television, radio. Charlie Chaplin, who, who would die later, the, uh, once said to Groucho, uh, I wish I could talk like you. And Groucho was going, this is the greatest comic, entertainer, clown, whatever, you, in the world. And he says that he wishes he could talk like me, which, you know, just, you know, I guess that's the best tribute that anybody right. could pay to Groucho. He did do a show at Carnegie Hall while he was still, you know, towards the end. And uh, Marvin Hamlish uh, wrote a special opening, uh, very you know, much like uh, show. I, I forgot which master he was doing, but this this incredible piano concerto that s- seamlessly segued into "Hooray for Captain Spaulding." So the on- audience is going, "What does that have to do with Groucho?" And then as the musical segue played out, it said, "Oh, that has everything to do with Groucho." 
but so and he he played it in a documentary called Groucho's Life and Review. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, the documentary was called the one, and, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the, the only, only Groucho. Groucho, and the play was Groucho's Life and Review, and he he, he did a you know he replayed that. Uh, he said, but when the show ended, he closed the show with "Hello, I must be going." And they said the audience just knew at that point when you saw him singing that song, you knew that he was not going to be around much longer. Yeah. I mean, it was very, and I wish there was some sort of video or something of that show because that would have been, you know, an incredible uh, piece to have. Childoftelevision.blogspot.com. Childoftelevision.blogspot.com. Also, storysalon.com. Donna's four-part novel series is now complete. Yes, it is. The last book, Fall Again Reunion, was published a few months ago. You'll see where the story finally ends. And to find out how the story begins and end, go to fallagainseries.com. Tony and Donna, we'll see you both next time. Next Next time. time. Quick program note, the preceding segment originally aired in August 2012. Since that time, we had a chance to talk to Steve Stolier. Steve's book raised eyebrows my years inside Groucho's house begins with Steve's recollection of seeing Groucho perform his one-man show at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion in Los Angeles back in 1972. From there, a series of events followed that ultimately led to Steve becoming Groucho's personal secretary from 1974 until Groucho's death in August 1977. Our conversations with Steve Stolyer about raised eyebrows are available for free on the TV Confidential podcast. You can find the TV Confidential podcast wherever podcasts are found. We'll take a quick time out, then we'll be back with more TV Confidential right after this. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Don Wells. Eric Braden. Jansen Williams. Roy Finnis. Peter Borchel. Lindsay Wagner. Loretta Swift. Ben Asner. A, a lovely, enchanting interview. It's all the conversation. It wasn't an interview. Well, thank you. That's that's what I try to do. That's what I, I try to make this a conversation. You made it. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-715-6093-800-715-6093-800-715-6093. That's 800-715-6093. Alexa users, you can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how, go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa. 45 Years of the Rockford Files, revised third edition. The complete history of the Rockford Files, 
on television, now completely updated with more than 20 new interviews, additional photographs, and a whole lot more. 45 Years of the Rockford Files, available now at rockford45.com, rockford45.com. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Hi, it's Eric Roberts, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Peace out. Ed Roberts with a reminder that Steve Beverly hosts Steve Beverly's TV Classics, a weekly two-hour festival of classic TV shows from the 50s and 60s that streams several times a week at eplustv6.com. Steve will be back next week to talk about what's on tap on the TV Classics show over the next several weeks. Steve Beverly is also a mental health advocate and a member of the National Association on Mental Illness. He is ready, willing, and able to present a webinar to any news operation in this country on depression and coping and surviving vulnerabilities to mental illness in the TV news profession, especially during this time. You can follow Steve Beverly on Facebook. You can reach him on Twitter at Mr. TV Classics. Also a reminder that Five Minutes, Mr. Biner, A Lifetime of Laughter is available in paperback and as an ebook through Write Life Publishing, an imprint of boutique-quality books. The audiobook version of 5 Minutes, Mr. Biner is available through Audible. You can also find 5 Minutes, Mr. Biner, Amazon.com, all the usual online retailers. The short film, Blog Zombie, starring John Biner, available for free at johnbiner.com. Select highlights of John's television appearances are available on the John Biner YouTube channel. That'll do it for our program this week, folks. Ed Robertson, Maffa, Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Phil Grace, and Greg Airbar, thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we will talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.